Now, the Buckeye Extra Podcast with Rob Aller, Bill Rabinowitz, and Joey Kaufman from the Columbus Dispatch. Buckeye Extra Football Podcast is presented by CF Bank, the boutique bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender, and Rosati Windows, Central Ohio's number one replacement window company. Welcome, Ohio State and Michigan fans, to the uh, Aller Stout podcast. I should have said Matt Stout first because he's a legend. Michigan wrestler, UA guy. Golden Bears going to win state in football? I'm Mr. hoping Stout. so. They, they take on, uh, you know, the Eagles of Lakewood St. Edward, a uh, formidable foe on the wrestling mat. And I got to give a shout out before we even start to my Two golden grapplers, Colin Ansel and Jake Badgley, who are anchoring the defensive line. Uh, Colin had a the game-ending sack, and Jake had a uh, tackle for loss in the last series. It really uh, clinched the victory. I had to get that shout out in a triple overtime. Yeah, I, I I was following that game. It was pretty amazing. A missed field goal, and then but the the Bears hang tough. Was it a little bit of an upset? Would you say? I think so. I mean, Pick Central is a powerhouse, right? I mean, I think. I, I think I read in the paper that the last time they lost to a Central Ohio team in the playoffs before the final four of the state finals, or actually I should say a Central Ohio team in the playoffs was Upper Arlington in 2015. They've been to the final four or the state finals maybe every year since or something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, they're a power. And yeah. of course I live, I lived 30 years in Springfield. So the Springfield Wildcats look out for them. They beat Marysville 27 zip. That was a big win. I didn't see that one coming either. Marysville was dominant all year, right? Right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're good. I mean, Springfield's been knocking on the door. Anyhow, that's that's high school football. We're going up to the big boy football, um, I guess you could call it that. Uh, I'm not sure the folks in Ann Arbor would, would say it was real, real big boy football over the last, ooh, about decade. But I'm not, no cheap shots. I decade, how about 20 years? <laughs> well, I'll let you take the cheap shots to your alma mater. Um, let's get right into it. Um, I think, well, boy, I was going to say that I thought, think Michigan is, is a better Michigan than it's been of late. But this year's a fooler because I kind of thought all along that Michigan State was a fraud, honestly. And Ohio State kind of exposed them. But Sparty beats, you know, U of M. Uh, and I know that's a rivalry game, and every game is its own little entity. But that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you because you know Michigan a lot better than I do. You know the ins and outs. You've been watching them. Is this overall a better team of say the last four or five years? Uh, you know, first of all, you have to uh, preface this by saying all Michigan fans are scarred when it comes to this game now, much like Buckeye fans were scarred in the 90s. Um, I want to believe this is a better team. Uh, you know, if you look at the Harbaugh era, I think the best team he had was 2016, right? I mean, that was a team that was dominant and they lost, you know, in, in double overtime to Ohio State down here in a very controversial spot, right, on that first down. Right. JT Barrett, uh, right. JT Barrett, yeah. But, and, and really, Michigan was a better team that day for three quarters. I mean, they dominated the first three quarters of that game. Um, and Wilton Spade uh, yeah, was injured, and they couldn't throw the ball downfield. And ultimately, I think that was the deciding point in that game. 
is yeah. they, they could not really, they were really, they couldn't throw the ball downfield and Michigan was up 17, seven. I remember sitting at that game thinking they need to get out of the third quarter up 17 to seven. And, you know, right then and there, Spade throws an interception and gets returned to the three yard line. Ohio state scores and it's 17, 14 and Ohio state wins the game. Anyway, I think that was the best team in the Harbaugh era. I think the 2018 team was really good. Uh, yep. Which is, you know, and that game was the game that they came into Columbus favor, right? And they got the door oh, yeah. off. I mean, everybody thought Ohio State had not played well that year. Uh, I think people thought that I had Ohio State fans telling me this is the year. And, you know, they got exposed defensively. I think that's the difference. If there is a difference between this team and, you know, the 2018 team, uh, is that you got a defensive, different defensive coordinator in Mike McDonald, Don Brown, the old defensive coordinator, lived and died by the blitz. And in those, in that game, especially, you know, I actually watched the first half of that game this morning because I was on my uh, Airdyne, couldn't get my Netflix to work. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch the first <laughs> half of this game again because it's such a bad memory. And I left early. Um, and, you know, Ohio State burned them with those crossing routes. Yep. Repeatedly. Because Michigan did not have the athletes to play man-to-man coverage. So you hope, and then there's a narrow window here for Michigan to win. You hope that the defense is, is more suited to handle this Ohio State juggernaut. That being said, this Ohio State team is much better than that 2018 team that they had on the field. I mean, the wide receivers and the skill position talent that they have is ridiculous. You know, there's a chance... But it's a narrow chance. I mean, I think it is. You look at 2016 and 2018, those games were played in Columbus. This game's played yep. in Ann Arbor. That's a big, you know, that, that helps. But, you know, it, it, I think it comes down to the, the same things that, you know, all the so-called experts will tell you. It's going to be one at the, on, the, on the lines. You know, you can't turn the ball over. You can't get behind the chains, you know, all that stuff. So that's a long so way. You're telling, so you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. It's hard to believe that there's a chance as a Michigan fan because you're just so used to being, especially the last two games, 2018 and 2019, getting the doors blown off, right? Completely. Yeah. Completely. Well, let's look at this year. I would say coming into the season, I thought that uh, this game was really going to go Michigan's way. I'm talking preseason. I think I went back and forth over whether I thought Ohio State would have one loss in the regular season or two. I ultimately chickened out, honestly, and went with one. And I didn't pick which team that would be. Um, It could have been Michigan. I didn't really think they'd lose to Oregon, but they did. I thought maybe Penn State, but I kind of thought Michigan all along. And mainly that was because C.J. Stroud was such an unknown. I just, but I don't think anyone foresaw what the Ohio State quarterback would do uh, or what he has done coming in, having never thrown a pass in a college game till this year. And, and I've been saying it. I'm not ready to say that CJ Stroud is overall better than Justin Fields, but I think one, he sees the field better. He anticipates better sort of one and one a, and I just think he, he throws into tight windows better Justin Fields. Now, as a Michigan fan, no one wants to hear that. Uh, but if you give him time, he will make the play. So there's 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 the rub, and you just said it. The defensive line with Hutchinson for Michigan, and uh, they they got some players now, right? I mean, they've got I mean, uh, you got is it Ross. 
Well, I mean, Josh Ross is a linebacker, but you're, you're right, right. the ends there are the, are, the, are the players that are going to win. The, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, you know, a top three draft pick projected, right? And sure. uh, Ojabo, David Ojabo, right? Um, yep. Are the players that are going to have to put pressure on Stroud uh, to win this game? I, I find it interesting that you say that you thought Michigan could beat Ohio State coming into the preseason. I thought um, maybe, Matt. I thought I would just yeah. say if Michigan fans, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of Michigan fans were not excited about this season after, you know, what happened last year. I mean, they were not a good football team last year. And, I, I, and a lot of that's due to COVID, I guess, but they weren't good. I mean, they basically yeah. tried to get Harbaugh to go find, you know, if you, if you read between the lines, they were hoping Harbaugh would leave for the NFL. I think, I don't know. I mean, they cut his contract in half and cut his signing bonus in half. Right. So yeah. I, the vibe you sort of got, and I, this is all speculation, was they were they wanted this to be an amicable divorce. And, you know, Harbaugh put feelers out to see if any NFL teams wanted him. Maybe true, maybe not. And nobody seemed to be interested. I don't know. Um, so then it's like, well, we don't, you know, he's, he, he's a Michigan guy. He, does, he runs a clean program. He runs a good program. So, but we need better results. So we're going to cut his salary now. I don't know. These are all theories, right? But yes. Yeah, but I think going in, I mean, last year if that game would have been played, it would have been a hundred to nothing, maybe, right? I mean, I think that was, <laughs> you know, which I heard, a, I heard a funny joke. Ryan Day got confused and thought he was supposed to hang a hundred on Michigan State, not Michigan. So, um, you know, yeah, well, they probably could, they probably could have too if they. Yeah, I mean, they did, so. they did what they did in a half. As a Michigan fan, that that had to be a uh oh. Uh, although, again, we've covered the defense. And I think if they can get pressure on Stroud, who hasn't really seen it, Indiana was supposed to bring pressure. No one really has. Uh, Michigan State didn't do it. Maybe Michigan can do it, and maybe that's a difference. And I want to ask you this, a couple things. Um, we, we'll get to Michigan's offense and McNamara. Uh, I guess it's going to be McNamara, right? And, and this difference between the kind of the, the Haskins quorum uh, duo and and you can explain that, but uh, I, I just want to look at what uh, Michigan. You say you you didn't think they'd be that good. Was it just because they weren't last year? Yeah, I just think that there was a there's a general feeling around the program. They were they were just they struggled so bad last year. I mean, they lost to Wisconsin 49-11 at home, right? I mean. They lost to a Penn State team who I don't think had won a game. They got throttled by Indiana. So I think they just – and then they cleaned house with all of his coaches, right? So you just don't know what how that's going to look um, at the end of the day. You know, he still didn't necessarily have a quarterback, right? I mean, um, there's just so many question marks that you just had to wonder, you know, it, 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 is this not going to be another good year, right? So I think that was really the, the feeling going in that, you know, they, they might not be very good. So. Okay. Before again, before we get to the offense, I've thrown some names out there. Your defense, your Michigan's defensive coordinator. How do you defend Ohio State? Do you do you try to stop the run and just hope that you're you've got the athletes to kind of go, you know, man up? Do you say we're just going to let Travion Henderson run if he gets 200 yards, whatever? We're going to be Akabatuka it. We'll give him his 200, although Bianca Batuka had 300, and we'll take our chances. Or do you just try to play it uh, balanced? Uh, 
do you pick your poison? If you're the defensive coordinator, what do you do? I think you got to figure out how to stop the big plays, right? I mean, I don't know how you do that. I mean, um, but that's the key to me is you got to stay in Penn state and Nebraska did that for the most part. Right. So what was their blueprint to, to keeping the game close? I mean, you have to withstand that Ohio state onslaught at the beginning of the game. Right. Um, and stay in the game. Right. You know, Michigan, yes. state, Michigan state and Purdue didn't do that. Nebraska and Penn state did. So right. um, I, I don't know what, how you pick your poison on that. You got to get pressure on Stroud. I, I, you have to put pressure on him. You got to force a turnover or two. Um, I, I don't have a specific way to make it work though. Other than that. I mean, I don't know how you, you put one-on-one -on -one coverage on those receivers and you're going to lose. I got to think, right? I, I think so. They're the best trio I've seen, but you know, Again, I, I just don't know the defenses they've, they've faced, how good they are. All right, let's switch over. Michigan's offense, Mac, McNamara, right? Give me, give, me the, give, me the, give me the story on him. Is he a surprise? Is he, he seems like he's been pretty efficient. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess he's a surprise, but he's not. I don't, I don't really think he's a surprise. I mean, he came off the bench against Rutgers last year. I mean, we're talking about Rutgers, right? And played really well and led him to a victory in overtime. And then he got hurt. And he, I don't think he really, I don't know how many games they had after that, actually. Um, but, you know, he put up good numbers in high school. And he just seems to have a certain moxie to him, right? He reminds me, and this is, you know, this is an insane comparison. He reminds me of Tom Brady in college. Okay. Right. Tom Brady, you know, because McNamara has been built a, a game manager, right? which is, you know, they say that's a horrible title to have. That means you're not a great passer. You just manage the game. But, you know, Brady was his junior year. He was not a statistically very good um, until the Ohio State game when they lost 31-16 down here, and he threw the ball 56 times for 375 yards. But that's because they were down, uh, I think, 21 nothing in that game, and they had to come back. Um and so they're throwing the ball a lot, but his statistics were not that great his junior year. His senior year, he, he had a really good year. So he reminds me, only he's been more efficient than Brady. He's only thrown a couple picks. I think he's thrown like 18 touchdown passes. He just, he doesn't make bad decisions. Um, and I think that's a good thing to have. Now they put McCarthy in there too. JJ McCarthy is more of a dual threat quarterback who can run the ball. Um, but you know, that that's why they, to a certain extent, and it wasn't, Plan, but that's why they lost the Michigan State game at the end, right? Because McCarthy was in there because McNamara was in the in, in the uh, injury tent, and they had to put McCarthy on the field, and they fumbled an exchange, and Michigan State recovered it and then scored when Michigan was up thirty-three to thirty and had the ball, and all they had to do was run out the clock. Yeah, what I find interesting is that Ohio State, I'd say, even through the Urban Meyer era, if they've struggled against a quarterback. It's been a mobile quarterback. They've yeah. never quite figured out how to really shut down the guy that can run, including you know, Martinez in Nebraska, who you know is very inconsistent throwing the ball, but he can he's elusive. So I would expect Michigan would have a little bit of a mix at quarterback, or maybe they just don't want to risk it. No, I think you what do you what you, I think you'll see McCarthy for sure. I think that's why they've played him all year. I think that's the consensus that he's got to be on the field to open some things up because you, when, when McNamara's in there, when they run the zone read, nobody believes he's keeping the ball. 
And if he does, he's not very fast, right? He's not, that's not his strength. So you're going to see McCarthy for sure. When it's 4th and 20 and you're after a great mortgage with a great rate, CF Bank is the only play you need to make it across the line and into the end zone. With the best interest rates and the most knowledgeable and friendliest loan officers, we'll make sure you close on time, not go into overtime. We don't just do purchase loans. We're experts in refinancing and home equity lines of credit, too. You need a home mortgage loan? You need the best refinancing options? Need fast access to a home equity line of credit? Huddle up. We've got a play for that. Call CF Bank today at 614-505-5805 or visit us at www.cf.bank. CF Bank, the boutique bank. CF Bank, NMLS, 409132. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Terms, fees, and conditions may apply. All loans subject to credit approval. Yeah, and you won't see Stroud run either. Uh, What's funny is his big play last year was like a 40-yarder touchdown. Uh, And then this year, I don't think he scored. He's rush for 40 yards total. He just refuses to run the ball. And I guess when you have those receivers and you can throw it like he can, why do you? Except, you know, you want to keep defenses honest. Uh, I am really interested in seeing the Michigan defense and and how this goes. But let's talk Michigan offense. Uh, McNamara, you mentioned running backs. Where How do they stack up and then move out to receivers? Because you know, I came up with Michigan receivers. They always had that one guy that was just a stud. You know, go right down Desmond. They just go right down the line, Braylon, and and uh, go go back to uh, Anthony Carter. Even do they have that guy? And uh, are the are the running backs kind of complementary? Well, let's start with the running backs. You've got Hassan Haskins is really the bruiser back, and then Blake Corum, who's the speed sort of scat back, fast on the outside. Now Corum is hurt. I mean, he hasn't played the last two games. He's got a high ankle sprain. You might not see him um, on Saturday. I mean, he didn't make the trip to Penn State. Um, he did make the trip to Maryland, went through Lawrence, but didn't play probably because he wasn't needed, right? So yeah, because high ankle sprains are tricky. But Haskins is a great back. You're not going to tackle him with an arm tackle. He runs guys over. Um, he's had a great season. Um, so, I, you know, He's somebody who's not going to break long runs, but he's going to get eight to 10 yards. And he's had some really good games this year. There's a true freshman who's gotten on the field and looked really good against Maryland. That's Donovan Edwards. Um, and you got to look out for him. He's, he's fast. He's a good receiver out of the backfield, kind of like Corum is. Um, so you expect to see him as well. Uh, from okay. a wide receiver standpoint, I mean, uh, their best wide receiver got hurt in the first game of the year, Ronnie Bell. Right. So, but they've got some burners. Um, you know, Andrew Anthony uh, is the guy who had the 93-yard touchdown against Michigan State, wearing the original, wearing the number one jersey. You mentioned Anthony Carter, the original number one. Um, they use the tight end a lot. Uh, so they've got, you know, De- uh, Eric All, who's out of Fairfield, Ohio, one that scored the game winner against Penn State. Um, he's had an ankle sprain, too, uh, and he hasn't played much. He didn't play much this past weekend, I don't think. Um, but he's pretty good too. So they use their tight end a lot. They got their wide receivers. Um, you know, there's talent there for sure. It's not Ohio state level talent, but it's definitely there. How's the kicking game? Uh, Michigan special teams, I would say are one of the best in the country. Um, you got Jake Moody, who's a walk on. Um, I think he's probably on scholarship now, but I don't know that he's missed one. If he's missed one or two field goals all year, I'd be surprised. And they've had some red zone issues. And, you know, they, they had to rely on their kicker quite a bit. So um, their punter is from Westerville South. 
Um, and it's one of the best punters in the country, Brad Robbins. Um, and then they blocked two punts in the, I think the last, I think it, they blocked punts two of the last three weeks or the last two weeks. They had a special teams touchdown last weekend. Um, so, I mean, their special teams are good. So They're dangerous. I, they, this is a dangerous team. I'm telling again, I think Michigan fans went into this season like, oh boy, really kind of, uh, I don't want to say overachieved, but really by midseason, it was, we might have something here. And, you know, the loss to, to Sparty. Um, and then who knows? I'm just trying to get to the psychology because this is where I turn to you for this. And then, you know, after what Ohio State did to Michigan State, a little bit of a a little bit of a pause. So where's the psychology of, you know, M go blue? I can say that Ohio State people won't say that, but I, you know, I can say that M go blue. And we've talked about the offense, defense. The one guy we haven't talked about in terms of coaching is Harbaugh. How much of his, of he is the X factor for better or worse. So let's talk Harbaugh and then psychology of, you know, you say you're deep, you feel deeply wounded over the last 20 years. And I think it's what 17 and two Ohio state. 17 and two. Uh, yep. 17 and two over the last 19. Let's talk Harbaugh uh, and and the, the mental fragility of the Michigan fan. Well, I mean, Harbaugh, obviously, uh, there was, you know, the, the talk amongst everybody was when Harbaugh came in, you know, he was, you know, fired up 2015, 2016, you know, he, he was a fighter, you know, uh, attack every day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind was his saying. And then there was a mellowing there and people wondered what was going on. Well, it seems that that's back this year. Okay, everybody's yeah. commented on that, and you know, people speculate on what the reason for that is, but definitely that's the consensus that he is back to his original self. Um, he lost weight in the offseason, he brought in all these new younger coaches, um, and he seems to be back to his original self. He's got to beat Ohio State at some point in time, right? He's 2 0 as a player, he needs to be able to beat him as a coach, right? Yes, um, so I, I think. You know the guy. The guy can coach. There's no doubt about that. He, he took the 49ers to three super, three championship games. Took them to the Super Bowl. Lost to his brother. I mean, you know, he beat USC when Stanford wasn't very good. Remember that? I mean, I think they with a oh, back yeah. quarterback. And then he blew him out the next year and he had the whole "What's your deal?" exchange. That was a great Harbaugh exchange. What's your deal? What's your deal? Remember that with Pete Carroll. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's great. been sick. Well, he's been sick. We've talked about this. He's been successful everywhere he's been. Yeah. Um, in some ways, the least successful at Michigan, not because the record's bad, but because you kind of thought, well, he's going to go there and, and turn things around. And and uh, and it hasn't quite worked out that way. His record isn't horrible. Uh, maybe you can maybe you'll dispute that. It's not great in the biggest games, and especially this game. But overall, he's an improvement, I think, over Brady Hoke and over Rich Rod. Although, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the vibe in Michigan is. No, I, I think he's an improvement over that. I mean, Rich Rod was a disaster. I don't think Rich Rod ever really had a chance, but he was a bad fit. Yeah, there was a lot of things again going against him. Uh, but he did a lot of things that weren't going to work either. You know, he, he didn't really understand and whatnot. Brady Hope, I, I wasn't sold on the Brady Hope hire. 
but he certainly loved Michigan and uh, he was really enthusiastic. That also describes, you know, my late grandmother and she wasn't qualified to coach Michigan either. So, but you know, the interesting thing about Brady Hoke is he wanted Sandy. He, he had success at San Diego state. He came to Ann Arbor. He had success initially the first year, he went 11 and two. And then it just, you know, went gradually went down. I think he went eight and five, seven and six, and then five and seven. Um, but now he's back at San Diego state and he's got what a nine and one team, uh, an eight and one team. Like it's like he came to Ann Arbor and forgot how to coach football. Right. Like, yeah, it's really bizarre. Um, I think, I think, I think it was too big a job for him. And I think, you know, that, that low key SoCal San Diego, maybe that just fits him. Yeah. I mean, it must be because I mean, he's had success, he had success at ball state, right? So yes, I think Harbaugh true. is definitely an upgrade over those two. And he's got a better record than those two. The thing about Harbaugh is you say he's won, he's won 10 games his first year, but you know, they play more games now, right? I mean, they play, you know, they were 10 and three his first year and they lost it, you know, they, but they lost, you know, a game to Utah, the opener, they lost the game to Michigan state. That's the, you know, that's the punt game, right. That they should have never lost. Right. Where right. the miracle yeah. happens, they got blown out by Ohio state and then they won their bowl game. The next year is, like I said, that was his best team. I mean, they were, they were nine and oh, until they go into Iowa city and lose at night, 14 to 13 Spate gets hurt. Uh, they lost, they lost to Iowa that year by a point. They lost to Ohio state and double, double overtime. And they lost to Florida state by a point in the orange bowl. So, I mean, that was a good team. Yes. 2017, they had injuries at quarterbacks. They had a good chance to beat Ohio state that year. They're up 14, nothing in Ann Arbor, but they don't have competent quarterback play. Right. They had John O'Corn in there who just, struggled and they don't win that game. That, you know, they finish and then they lose their bowl game. So where they finish, they finish eight and five. Right. Um, the next year, 20 and 18, they finished 10 and three again. They, you know, they come into Columbus 10 and one and get throttled and then they lose their bowl game. And then 2019, they're nine and two going into the game. They get throttled again and then they lose their bowl game. So, you know, for most people, that would be great for Michigan. That's not what you expect. Although if you look at Michigan football over the last 40 years, you know, there's some good seasons in there, but there's a lot of three loss seasons, right? I mean, or, or, or worse. I mean, it's just not Ohio state on any, on the same level over the last. Well, what, yeah. I wrote this early in the season that, you know, I came up with big two, uh, little eight. And now it really is the, is a big one and the, I don't know if little is fair, but little 13. And that's just kind of the way it's playing out. And uh, I think it's it's best for the conference. Obviously, if Michigan is good, it's best for the rivalry. Some people say it's not even a rivalry. I, I don't buy that. I just think there's enough history there and there's just enough bad blood there. And, and, and it's still probably the two programs with the most talent this year. I think Penn State maybe could could sneak in there on that. If you look at recruiting rankings or whatever, but um, it wouldn't shock me if Michigan wins this. I mean, this is not 1969 if Michigan wins, uh, in my view. First of all, they're ranked higher. I think they were 11th or 12th in 69 uh, when they pulled still the most painful loss. Uh, you know, this, this, this ages me and dates me. Still the most painful loss for Ohio State to me is 69 because people don't realize – they're national champs that they win that game. Yeah, and they were undefeated, right? Yeah, no. Woody was lobbying 
the Big Ten to let them go back to the Rose Bowl, if you recall. Right. Um, and, you know, as you say, Woody, you know, we probably talked about this the last time we did this, which I, did we do like We did it last year, and then there was no game. You know, Woody spoke many years later, and Bo was at the thing, and he looked down at Bo and said, damn you, that was the best team I ever had. You know? Oh, so, it, it absolutely was. Yeah. And some people say one of the best teams ever in college football. Well, I mean, they were uh, right at 22-game winning streak. They were yes. defending national champions. They were being billed as the greatest team ever in college football they were being and people were saying that they, they should be playing the minnesota vikings not not michigan that they're right. that good so i mean you have to stand behind a statement like the best buying experience in the business at rosati windows their commitment to the customer has not changed since day one mike rosati realizes that people have options when choosing replacement windows which is why he appreciates each and every one of their customers at Rosati Windows, they pride themselves on the very high standards of business ethics and customer satisfaction. They are accredited with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, a top business with customer choice, and voted by Central Ohio as the best business in the window community with the Columbus Dispatch. That list goes on and on, but it's important to point out their customers voted for Rosati Windows for these awards, and it's why they make a statement like, Rosati Windows is the best buying experience in the business. This is not that. Uh, somehow state fans who don't have the history knowledge or don't care about it may think it's that, especially after, you know, what happened with Michigan State. But I, you know, is it a seven point? That'll probably inch up a little bit, seven point spread, I think. Uh, that seems just the eyeball test. It seems a little low to me, but I've covered this game a long time and watched it even longer. And maybe you don't throw the records out, but you better respect your opponent. And, and I, I, do, I do think Ohio State will go into the game with some respect. I don't think there'll be any overlooking and we've got this in the bag. Although you are talking to 18, 19 year old kids and they, who knows what they think. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the challenges for Michigan to get a win in this rivalry against Ohio State's never going to overlook them, right? Um, I, I don't think. I mean, it's been hammered, you know, the way this city is and, you know, you, you, you take all the M's out of the words and everything else. They're never going to overlook them like they would overlook an Iowa or Purdue or an Oregon. So Michigan has to play a perfect game and they have to get some breaks and they have to stay in the game. You know, put them in, the, you know, the great Jim Valvano after, you know, NC State beat Houston in the 1983 National Championship game. Remember them interviewing him? My dad used to always talk about this. And they, he said, we felt like we need to put our, we talked all year about being in a position to win. Put yourself in a position to win and you have a shot at winning. You know, absolutely. Put, absolutely. Put yourself, and they haven't done that. They didn't do that in 19 when they, you know, they had a decent team. They didn't do that in 18. They actually had a chance in 17. They were down 24-20, and uh, O'Corn throws an interception, right? And it was 31-20. They had that chance in 16. They didn't have it in 15. But put yourself in a position to win in the fourth quarter and then see how Ohio State handles the pressure on the road in front of 110,000 people with Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo in your face, right? Exactly. That's the recipe. I think that's the recipe with some breaks. Maybe a fumble, maybe maybe Henderson bottle up Henderson, so that you make him as one dimensional as possible, 
and then, you know, let your defense do its thing. And let's not forget, I know that Ohio State excelled against Michigan State defensively, honestly. But I think if there's an Achilles heel, if there's a a weak underbelly, it is still Ohio State's defense, specifically the linebackers, the the cornerbacks, you know, they are young and experienced, but they've had a season now, so they're pretty good. Denzel Burke's pretty good. I'm not sure he's the caliber of of some of the guys that have come through and played corner at Ohio State who've gone on to the league and with high draft picks, but he's also young. So uh it's gonna be a great, it's gonna be a great time. I love going up to the the big house. It is uh as I've said before. I've done this a long time. Not a lot of things get me sort of uh, razzed up and, and, and juiced up, but this game still does. It means something. And uh, even with all NIL and the transfer portal, to me, college football becoming more like the NFL, uh, this game still, you know, harkens to, uh, you know, the, the greatness of the game. Yeah. So We'll see. Hopefully, you know, if, if you're a fan of the rivalry, Michigan needs to win, right? I mean, yes, absolutely. If you're a fan of the rivalry, I know Ohio State fans don't like to hear that, but Michigan needs to win. And Michigan needs to win a lot in the next 10 years. They need to win five times, but you got to start with one win here. Just well, I will say out. this. I will say this, Matt. The one thing that Michigan, I don't know if it has going for it, but why this would be such a painful loss for Ohio State is I think the Buckeyes, with good reason at this point, I wouldn't have thought this preseason, but with good reason, I think they've got a good enough team and they Buckeye Nation thinks it's a good enough team to win it all. This is not a hat. This is not a happy to get there year at this point. This is, we can beat anybody. Yeah. Georgia's defense is tough, but you know, there's no incredible team out there. There's no 2020 Alabama. There's no LSU of 19. Uh, Ohio State might be that team, maybe. Uh, so if Michigan can can pull a 1969, it will hurt deeply, and the rivalry will be alive. And I'm with you. Michigan needs to start winning some of these, but and this, but this would be a big one to win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, you're going to be. Are you coaching again this year? I'm coaching. Absolutely. We, we've been practice here for, uh, we started the 12th, 13th. I can't remember 10 days, maybe. Oh yeah. 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 You said you've got your guys on the defense. Yeah. We got we gotta, happy to see up Arlington football, uh, advancing in the playoffs. We did. We just we're excited to get those guys back too. So they need to take care of business the next two weeks and then we'll get them back on the mats. So, um, very, and I'm, very and I'm cool. still doing the press box gig. So I'll see you on Saturday in the press box. So make sure you listen to that internal PA announcer. You know, for he never he never messes up. Other yeah. people around you might mess up, yeah. but you never just do. remember when he messes up, it's because the uh the spotter or the stat man gave him the wrong information. Exactly. That yeah. would be my story. That would be yeah. my that's how that's Absolutely. how I spin it. Absolutely. All right, man. I appreciate it. As always, uh, yearly, we do our yearly podcast. You're the best. And uh let's let's see what happens Saturday. It'll yep. be a good one. Go blue. Okay, man. See ya. Thanks. The Buckeye Extra Football Podcast is presented by CF Bank, the boutique bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender, and Rosati Windows, Central Ohio's number one replacement window company. 
sure and subscribe to the Buckeye Extra podcast in the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, or on Stitcher.